I have questions to ask you, but might as well wait until we start the show. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're counting the number of sleeps until Disney Plus launches. (laughs) Or if you're a member of the classic uh, Full House cast, you might ask how many episodes of Sesame Street until Disney Plus. Uh, I remember that being a meter of time back in the day. You can't use that. That's HBO Max property now, Mike. (laughs) The streaming wars have taken it away from us. Yeah, I don't even know. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't even know how long an episode of Sesame Street is. Like, uh, because it was like a PBS show, right? So did it have commercials? So was it a strict 30 minutes or was it like 22 or Yeah, but the commercials were like the letter B. (laughs) This this episode brought to you by the letter B. We're so, gonna. That, this is why we don't use Sesame Street as a constant for time anymore. Yeah, yeah. Really, that was a horrible thing. Like, just we'll just let it go. How, how many? Uh, how many uh, in games till till? Oh, jeez. Oh, or the Irishman, if we wanna, if we wanna make it shorter. No, nope, that's Netflix. Can't, can't, can't do that either. Uh, speaking of Moon Knight and She Hulk, get official writers for their mm-hmm. shows, which normally wouldn't be a big deal, but this is kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, these are kind of like a per, I don't want to say prestige writers, but these writers got nerd cred to them. Yeah, yeah, very, very exciting there. Uh, more people, uh, b- bigger name actors, are joining the Batman cast as mm-hmm. we speak, and more. I forgot about that Batman news. Like, I feel like it was like changing uh, throughout the week, so I just didn't even follow it. I was like, I'll just wait till Sunday. Chris will let me know where this actor has landed because mm-hmm. um, I saw some people like tweeting like retractions. No, this person is not playing this character. So, uh, you know, that's why I'm also a listener and participator of this show because uh, I get to learn what's going on. How many times have you gone back and listened to the show, Mike? Oh, it's so hard to listen to my own voice. See, I just listen in real time. Uh, the podcast is always live for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's alive. <laughs> right here, in the moment. Be in the zone. So, uh, right before we got on the show, uh, I just got to say, and I want to share people with what, what, I, what I tasted, Mike, because, you know, this week has been um, an interesting week of flavors, if you will, for me. <laughs> okay. And I, I walked into an FYE, if anyone's familiar with those, this week, and uh, I was looking for a record uh, a player, to be honest, uh, which I did find at a, where did I end up buying that at? Target. Bought one at Target. Uh, but they had a Mountain Dew Violet, which is from Japan, and it says with grape flavor. And I tried it out, and let me tell you, it tastes a lot like uh, what I say, pitch black. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the grape, a little more milder. Um, I'm really surprised to know there's only 70 calories in this can of Mountain Dew from Japan, Mike. That I mean, is there like artificial sweeteners packed into it? Uh, I'm trying to read. Their labels over there are way different <laughs> on the back here. Uh, sugar's 18 grams. So, All right. Uh, it feels a little less sweet so that and then I topped it off by ch- chasing it with a jalapeno and onion Pringle can I have here so um, also from Japan it was at our egg sandwich and let me tell you um, I know <laughs> we, we're not in person when we record this mic but I did not want you smelling that that egg sandwich breath across <laughs> this microphone Chris you're the most uh, multicultural snacker in, uh, in mm-hmm. your in your state of Kentucky right now it's true and then what did I have uh, what did I have on Thursday night or was it Friday night where I sent over the photo to you was um, che- cheddar cheese and horseradish uh, potato chips 
from a company called Grippos, which is they make a lot of those here. So I was like, I'll I'll give this a try. I'm feeling wild, feeling frisky. So. <laughs> you're an international snack uh, walkabout, and you're also doing uh you're doing uh, some time lapse uh, video this week too. Yes, yes. So um, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned my trip to IKEA to buy some shelves. Finally, put them up. Finally, put up. I uh, rearranged some pop vinyls uh, that had been had did not have a home, and I uh, decided I'm like, you know what, this is going to take me a minute. I'm either going to look goofy as hell, or this is going to be really cool. There was no in between on this video, so uh, I videotaped myself going and grabbing the pop vinyls and putting them up on the shelf. Uh, I've got all the Captain Marvel set, all these gold chromes, and if you watch closely, you can see me shoving an endless amount of in in game pops behind the chrome <laughs> ones because. Those just didn't stop coming. I got Venom series. I got the 80th anniversary of Marvel, um, and uh, you know, big old Thanos. So, it was I fun. mean, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything if uh, if uh, listeners haven't gotten around to watching the new uh, Watchmen series yet. But there's a certain character who has uh, servants in the show, and I feel like if you were that character, you would just have the servants uh, daily just rotate your pops for you. So you'd have like just a creed of like every time I walk into this room, I want to see different pops, and so they'd just be like your randomizers. Well, exactly, and also you know they could they could take them out and dust them, which I probably need to do a few of them. <laughs> um, if, if I had that much, if I had uh, you know servants, I probably just have a whole hallway of pop vinyls, Mike, rather than this little uh, bitty little <laughs> office. I just remember when I when I uh, when I sold my Conan O'Brien pop outside of the show uh, at Comic Con this year. Like the second I got the money from the guy, he took the pop and instantaneously put it into like a plastic plastic container to like protect it from the world to protect yeah. his investment it was just uh man the pop world's crazy i think there's a there's a funko pop store that's uh opening like a brick and mortar in los angeles i think next week so uh they're uh, i don't know if they have normal brick and mortar around i mean i know they're in stores but i think I they have like just their main office up in seattle is is what uh, where i say it which do you remember which conan you had this year uh, i think i had the woody the, the the Toy Story one. Mm-hmm. I was gonna see what the value of that. <laughs> you gonna see gonna see what bad decision I made. No, I wanted to actually know if he made a bad investment. Um, uh, because you know sometimes those go down much quicker. Uh, I'm seeing a hundred dollars here in a protective sleeve is the first one. Yeah, that's um, fine. I I don't even remember how much I got for it. It was either like forty or sixty bucks. Yeah, and then the, like here's one on eBay that's like fifty. Like the, <laughs> the the prices on these things are all purely what people want to make of them. Yeah. I mean, so. the, the, the biggest problem I have with, like, you know, any sort of collecting and wanting to sell it is I just don't have the ambition to sell anything. I don't – I just – I would never want to turn anything over because it's just like, oh, God, okay, I got to make an eBay account that sells stuff. I got to figure out how to sell things. I got to write up the description. I got to take the pictures. Then I got to, like, whatever money I make, I got to calculate how much eBay is going to take for me. Then I got to go to the post office and ship this thing out. And then I'm just in this weird zone for, like, the next week just making sure sure it made it to the person and then hopefully they don't just get it and try to scam me out of the money so it's just like all of this is like not worth like the like maybe the 40 dollars in profit i could make from it so it's just not in my dna but i'm guessing these people are working in volume not necessarily in just one conan woody a year you know yeah and it looks like maybe people who i mean what i see is people who will buy like me, I stick to my Marvel set, right? Some people mm-hmm. just go out and buy all of them, which are popular at the moment, and then re- try to resell them. Um, the um, the New York Comic Con had a Stan Lee in, from his Guardians 2 um, in that little astronaut outfit, mm-hmm. and that was going for like $80, and now it's like hitting stores regularly for 
$15. So everyone's like, why did I buy this at the gate? Like, you know, scarcity, scarcity. And I'm like, yep, you're all dumb. So it's <laughs> so whatever, whatever. Mike, what have you been up to this week? It's one of those weeks. Well, I wanted to give uh, I wanted to give a shout out to a YouTube channel which has been fascinating me recently. Is I didn't know there was a whole serial community on YouTube, and uh, I came across this one channel channel called Serial Time, which is this guy who produces maybe like ten or fifteen minute videos where he like just reviews cereal, like very like very uh very earnestly, like he actually really likes the cereal, and he's very poignant. He's not just like some dude with just like a like a shitty webcam, and he's just kind of like randomly bumbling through a review like he knows what he's doing he's a huge serial aficionado like he calls himself a serial head just like people out there who are sneaker heads so you might watch one video where he's reviewing like a brand new cereal that just hit a shelf which kind of reminds me of just the two of us when a new snack comes to a shelf we like to talk about it at the top of the show um, he'll go back in the archives and like like the um, like the Kellogg's archives like exists and he's visited it and like he's well enough known to where like the the archive people will like show him this stuff that's like uh, buried deep in their shelves. So he'll like review like older cereals. Um, he doesn't eat the older cereals anymore. He'll say in a lot of his newer videos, now you know I used to eat older cereal, but it never tastes good, so I'm not doing it anymore. So he'll like he'll go through and he'll even bring in like a like a macro lens on his camera to zoom in on the on the cereal bit. So it's just really fascinating to see somebody nerd nerd out over one very specific thing. And I was watching I went through like maybe twenty of his videos until he just like subtly dropped that he's actually a writer on the new like Wu Tang TV series that's on Hulu. So that was just like shocking that this this man already has like a full-time lucrative like writing job in Hollywood. But it's like one of his real passions is reviewing cereal. So uh, I would go check out Serial Time on YouTube, Chris. Are, are you a cereal are you a cereal guy? I like it, but I don't obsess over it. So I don't know if this would be my alley. I'll give him one. <laughs> well, he's got if I if I can give you one takeaway from this guy, um, his favorite types of cereal are cinnamon sugar cereals. So if you ever see a new cinnamon sugar type cereal on the shelf, uh, you know he's going to analyze it in depth. And the cereal he hates the most that he rags on almost every single episode, like we might rag on a Batman vs Superman or a Justice League, if you will, or a Suicide Squad, is the is the I think it's Kellogg's Crave cereal. Have you seen those? I've heard like, of it. It doesn't sound yeah. Like, no. He 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 hates them. He hates them with a passion. So I guess maybe that could be a takeaway: is just steer clear of the Crave cereal. I guess maybe if it's on sale, maybe give it a shot. But uh, go check out cereal. Time. Do they still make corn pops? Is my question of the week. Yeah, they, not only do they make uh, corn pops still, but they have like a new flavor I saw on the shelf like two weeks ago. It's like uh, chocolate peanut butter corn pops. So they're they don't just have them; they're innovating on them, Chris. They're well, iterating. We, someone, someone, uh, we were talking about the other day, and one of the people in my department, he's my age, so we were like corn pops, and the, the younger people were like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I understand that." So. <laughs> Okay, boomer in your corn pops. Yeah, really, pretty much. Um, <laughs> I'm the worst bringing up cereals from the mid '90s or the original Cookie Crisp, where they were like, it was like a wasn't a dog, and it was like in police attire or like mm-hmm. robber attire or escaped criminal attire. And I'm like, man, these cereal <laughs> things were crazy back in the '90s. The cereal uh, yeah. wars have have subsided greatly, but you know, it's still still going. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to give a. 
an interesting shout out to uh, a Netflix movie that just dropped this weekend called Let It Snow. It's definitely uh, a movie geared towards like teenagers. May may I may I give you its real title? Okay, Lay <laughs> Tits Now. Lay Tits Now. What is that? Have you never seen the Saturday Night Live where it's Sean Connery doing the thing, and the, one of the categories is Let It Snow, and but the word the letters are squished together, so it says. Lay tits now. Oh, from the Jeopardy sketch. Yeah, oh, okay. that's, that's, that's. I saw this. I I don't know. I know nothing about this movie, but I saw the <laughs> title referenced in that manner already. So I just want to. That's that's my input. Sorry. Uh, Go ahead. Okay. Well, the the wife and I are starting to get into the Christmas season because we have this long runway until we get to Thanksgiving. So I feel like all of these brands and corporations are just like we're. I mean, sometimes we feign uh, restraint by not uh, putting stuff out too soon, but they're like we we've lost a week between Thanksgiving and uh christmas this year to make money so i think they're just going all out and just leaning into november so i think netflix is going to have like something new every week so their christmas movie this week was called let it snow and it's it's a serviceable kind of like the romantic comedy teen coming of age christmas story it's not the it's not like the tightest movie i've ever watched but there's some jokes in there but just watch it for the pure sake of everyone on screen is going to drive you crazy because they all look familiar, but you won't know where they're from. Like, this is a, a movie that would fare very well on uh, Amazon Prime because Amazon Prime has that feature where every time you pause it, it tells you who's in it. So, like, every other scene, I was whipping up IMDb going, who's this, who's this, who's this? Uh, I, uh, what's his name? Shamik Moore, the voice of Miles Morales. Miles, yeah. Yeah, he's in this uh, movie. Uh, one of the characters from uh, the canceled show Santa Clear to Diet on Netflix which I love that show. There's a character from there in it. Um, uh, Ned slash Genki, as I like to call him, uh, from Spider-Man Homecoming. He's in, oh, he he's in the show. He does movies in Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Nice. He's uh, um, the actress that plays Sabrina in the new Netflix show is on here. And the, uh, Joan Cusack's in it. So there's just a ton of people that's just like, where have I seen you before? So that'll just drive you crazy because no one's like so famous where you can just like uh, place them. So, you know, if you just kind of need a, a movie to start getting in the Christmas spirit, maybe check out Let It Snow. But uh, this uh, this last bit of riffraff I think will dovetail very nicely into our first bit of news. Go on. Beca- because this weekend is my birthday and we are celebrating by going to, to Disneyland. So I'm finally going to be able to to check out Star Wars Land. So uh, the big uh, flagship ride at Star Wars Land does not open, I believe, until the beginning of 2020. It might be January or February. So it's just the Millennium Falcon ride that's down there. But there's also all of the other uh, beautiful attractions that I've yet to see. There's like a cantina there. So now I can get drunk at Star Wars Land if I want to. So I'm going to check out that all this weekend. And it's just going to end up being a very Disney-fied weekend because uh, just days before I go down to Disneyland, uh, we're going to have the launch of Disney+. Plus. You need to have your shirt that says, I'm a Disney Plus subscriber. I'm just going to like strut into the line. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm a Disney Plus subscriber. I get to the front of the line. Exactly. I've seen the Mandalorian. Please. <laughs> I need to get into the Star Wars land. Uh, well, happy upcoming birthday, Mike. If everyone sends your birthday wishes to, to Mike, uh, so he can enjoy his Disneyland knowing we all love him. And I'll do my best to report back next week because I believe they have started construction on the Marvel stuff in California adventure. So I'm going to like be peeking through the fences, through the Chang link to see if I can like, you know, spot anything that looks like anything. But, uh, I have a feeling they have that all locked down pretty well. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's sometimes. I mean, I can see a lot of Star Wars land when I went to Disney last winter myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it all depends on how far they are. But uh, yeah, now do do some peaks. Do do some hold your phone up real high over the the, the gate there and see what. I what will be coming back with a review for blue milk, so don't worry. Okay, great. That's really really all we need. I need you also to do the green milk. Um, okay, if, I'll if do both have. milks. Um, so anyway, Disney Plus, like Mike said, does launch Tuesday. We have confirmation that this launches at 9 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday morning. So Ugh, God bless those servers. Uh, I'm I'm more curious about the about the uh, functionality of just downloading the app. Like I could see like having the app downloaded and trying to stream stuff could be difficult, but. On launch, I'm not even sure if it's going to be on PlayStation right at launch. I've, I'm assuming it will be safely on Roku since Roku has a pretty, um, pretty good market penetration. So I can always just use my Roku if I have to. But mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's ready for PlayStation. I was almost kind of hoping they would start to let you download the app maybe a week ahead of time, and then just when you ran it, you just were given like a countdown screen or something like that. They they probably will. I mean, they could do that tomorrow. Um... Monday or maybe even later today um, for that. But I mean, I'm pretty sure everything, I don't, I don't know if the gaming things are on the launch day was the thing I was trying to look up. Um, because, you know, we, we use our Xbox, you know, to watch stuff on as well sometimes, but um, I was just trying to, to see what, what day it would be, be available. But it Is, could be isn't it, isn't it strange just to be part of the launch of a streaming service? Because between the two of us, we were not worried about the servers when the uh, when the DC Universe app launched. I don't think there was ever going to be like a crushing demand that was going to melt down their uh, melt down their CPUs over there. And just Netflix has just kind of perpetually existed for a really long time. They had the definition of a soft launch for their streaming service, and then HBO's just been around you know forever. Their app is just iterating off of their app that was just for subscribers through cable so i think this is the first time that we've really ever had the launch of a streaming service kind of like day zero type of situation so it's going to be a learning experience for all of us yeah at least one we're you know we're all anxiously waiting for if it was something Mm. a little different i'd I'd probably like yeah yeah you're right but i mean what like we are so excited for this one um it, it's just I don't want it to be again like we said mired by anything you know uh-huh. hiccups or, or I, loss I, of what, what what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna expect the worst I'm just gonna assume that I'm I probably can't watch the Mandalorian until like Wednesday or Thursday and yeah. then if I get to watch it on Tuesday that's just a plus yeah exactly I'm like I'm gonna like it's a hard it's gonna be a weird thing like once I get done with episode one of the Mandalorian what do I watch next on there I might spend mm-hmm. more time perusing the content than actually watching it on Mm. tuesday well also i mean if you can't get around to watching it on tuesday you could just save it and then watch the first two episodes on friday yes exactly because the uh again streaming into our next notes here the second episode of mandalorian will be november 15th and they will be weekly um after that through december 27th so we Mm. will get to see all the mandalorian through the rest of the year and wrapping up the last episode around one week after the rise of skywalker uh, hit theaters. Yeah, so it's. I mean, I wasn't expecting any sort of like sophisticated tie-in between the Mandalorian and the Rise of Skywalker. Um, like, oh, the the last episode will wrap up and then we'll go into Star Wars. So it seems like it's just going to be a very consistent stream of Star Wars until the very very end of 2019. Yes, and that's perfectly fine with me because the Mandalorian looks good. I'm excited to see the Star Wars in theater again. 
Um, and you know, we we don't have anything Marvel until you know May. So what, uh-huh. so what do we do? What 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 do we look forward to? Um, but anyway, um, speaking of of Marvel here, I mean, there are going to be apparently, according to Bob Iger, who's probably on a press train this week for Disney Plus, uh-huh. uh, that more Disney film MCU films will be added to Disney Plus after the launch. But we add more. On the day of, because I sent you this list of movies that had been at, like uh-huh. we we talked about this like what five or six, and now there's like maybe ten movies on there now. On yeah, it's got, it's got to be it's got to be like the one kind of moment uh, of tension that's probably in the back of Bob Iger's mind is like yes he can he can sell all of this premium content but like he can't sell anything uh, that he doesn't have right now and he knows everybody's going to be opening up the Disney Plus app between like now and the end of the year and the first thing that they're going to do is look through the catalog and they're going to m- navigate all the way to the Marvel section and I'm assuming there's going to be a certain percentage of people out there that think they're going to hit that Marvel. Marvel button, they're going to see every single Marvel movie in the catalog, and they're going to kind of see this fractured catalog at the very beginning. They're probably going to be kind of pissed off. They're going to be like, wait, I paid for this? Like, I can't even watch Infinity War? I can only watch Endgame? You know, what's going on here? Um, I mean, and the best thing that you could tell them is just like, just just wait. There's a whole contractual obligation where you have to wait for Infinity War to leave Netflix. You know, I, I think it might end at the end of the calendar year, but you know, there could be a little carryover that maybe they don't have it until January, so it is kind of weird that you have this epic kind of like two-part conclusion and you can only watch uh, part two so it is a little strange and so I think Bob uh, Bob Iger is just worried about communicating that across the people because it's not a complete catalog yet it's not going to sure up until probably mm-hmm. another two or three years right and and honestly you know that, that, that it's a two-fold thing with in-game being added a month early that's great because we were expecting it to be December but like you know while it may suck not being a little out at once, at least it's a little bit of trickle, a little bit of release. Because if you had everything out at, at once, what what keeps you coming back over the next few months? You know, so maybe they're like, "Hey, we're gonna add this or, and this and here and there." Uh, I did read that um, Agents of Shield is the most popular um, MCU uh, series on this the streaming service so far. Yeah, and, I saw that over like in the in the test markets that they've been doing. Yeah. Like in was it like the Netherlands or something? Yeah, Netherlands had it for about a month now. Yeah, or two months. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious exactly like what that is. Um, uh, I wonder if maybe it's just uh, these people are getting like a brand new app and they're seeing this new catalog and they're just like, oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess I never gave that a shot. Maybe I should uh, watch well, it. Maybe people are just rediscovering Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Or they could be – this could be twofold. They're counting a number of views, which if you're watching episodes, you just let it play, right? So that would be more views. Or um, – time watch it's easier to watch three episodes of a tv series in one movie sometimes so yeah i mean i i wouldn't i wouldn't pull too much from these stats saying that like oh this is going to revive and save the show oh yeah i i I think if it was to do anything at all maybe it could green light some sort of uh limited series spinoff with the characters but um i don't think that's going to happen like maybe quake could possibly move into the MCU uh, larger, but uh, yeah, I, I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is uh, going to be ending its uh, tenure here. Yeah, well, we, we know it's got one more season left, and it is the final season, and it, mm-hmm. it doesn't need saved. It's, it's done what it needs to do at the end of the day. Um, but I mean, if anything, it may be, I mean, maybe it could focus on non-superhero people shows. Um, if anything, it's like, hey, we need something that's like S.H.I.E.L.D., but, you know, we could put on Disney+, Plus. it could be something like that, but uh, that would probably be the only 
take away from it. I mean, uh, just start watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when the streaming service launches, and by the time you finish it, since it's like a long drama series, uh, then maybe Infinity War will finally be up on the service when you're done. Yeah. Or, well, Infinity War, I mean, hell, I mean, Season 7 might be on there by the time you get done with it at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, um, but also, Bob Iger did say you will need a Disney Plus subscription to keep up with the MCU going forward, which, that makes sense. I think that's, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, I saw that was kind of like the bigger kind of point of tension throughout the week. I saw some people just saying, Psh, I considered the MCU done after Endgame. That's where I'm going to stop watching it. Yeah, I, bullshit. I don't, I, don't really know how to, I don't really know how to feel. Uh, I, You know, it's kind of like a no-win situation. I feel like if uh, Bob Iger said like, oh, you don't have to watch them, they'll be kind of encapsulated on their own, I would just be going, well, that's dumb. Like, why do, like, these are just going to be like standalone series that don't manu- that don't connect to the MCU at all like that's kind of what everybody wants with this whole cinematic universe that it's all connected um and then if then if he goes around and say you're gonna have to watch and people are like oh that's bullshit i don't want to give you my money so oh, i mean really get it anyway if they're gonna wa- i mean what what's the price of like you know what six dollars a month to catch up right before dr strange comes out to watch two series like that's not yeah. bad yeah and i mean if you're like i don't people I don't know. I think I'm just on Twitter a little bit too much. I feel like people just complain about a lot and they just feel like they need to get a tweet out there in the world to feel like they did something productive that day. But it's just like if you're if you're so mad and you don't want Disney Plus, just go on Wikipedia and read the synopsis for the series. It's going to be a very short season. It's like six episodes. It's not going to take you long to read the plot summary and then you can just go watch Doctor Strange into the multiverse of madness and you'll you'll be fine. Just get over just get over it. Yeah, it's totally I mean it's not like I think you can probably watch the movies without watching the shows. Um, just kind of like they, they did, but the, the, this is all new. This is a whole new experience, right? Like I wouldn't tell someone to go watch infinity war without watching the other 20 movies before it. Mm-hmm. Or, or in game, like hey, yeah, just go watch in game. It'll catch you right up with the past yeah. ten years. Yeah, I feel like people are trying to carry over this same sentiment that they have for like DLC and video games, where it's just like, oh, you're not getting the whole video game unless you give them more money. But it's like this isn't the same argument. This is different. It's just like if you if you're reading like a summer event and a comic book or something like that, like if you want all of the story, you know, you need to go in. You need to read all of the. You don't need to read all of the offshoots, but you know, at least hit the ma- major characters. Like you probably don't have to read like the spinoff for like some random X-Men character, but like you might want to read the spinoff for Spider-Man since he's a main flagship character or something like that. So I don't, I don't know. People just want to complain, Chris. That's all I can say. Do. And I, and I feel like with the streaming cost of Disney plus being so low, it's just like the stakes are so low to begin with. Now, if this was like a $20 streaming service, you know, you know, people could put a little bit more merit into the complaint, but I don't know. I, th- th- this is just falling on deaf ears over here. We're just not the people to complain to about that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very much a, what we would call a first world problem. Uh-huh. Um, if if you can't shell out the seven bucks to watch two shows before you go watch your your big movie, like then don't go watch the movie. Yeah, I mean, and this is always just seems very strange to sympathize with a major corporation because they don't need your sympathy whatsoever. They'll be just fine. But like, just put your shoes and put yourself in the shoes of a business person. This is a good business move, so don't be surprised that it happened. Like, of course, you want people to subscribe to your streaming service, so you give them like content that 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 keys into all the stuff that you're watching anyway. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone wants everything connected, but they don't want it 
they don't want to watch it all, I guess, is what mm. the complaints have been. So These are the same people complaining about the the all of the other streaming services out there. They're worried that it's going to be sucking all their money. Just cable's more expensive and it has commercials, so be quiet. <laughs> yeah, let's just we'll we'll see where it goes. But speaking of that, on top of this, Loki will apparently tie into Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness. And I kind of I kind of postulated this earlier. It was like he's dealing with magic. You know, Loki's a magic user, and if his, um, you know, if if magic is is has to do with this multiverses, does his in game appearance cause multiple universes? What has Loki done to c- kick this off? Kind of thing. So um, I think that's very interesting. And then also, someone also saw the production company for Loki. Um, has a one in the title, which is very rare unless it's getting like a multiple seasons uh-huh. kind of thing. So like, um, I, I forget what the name was, but it was like Mystical Magic Maker One LLC, and they don't usually put the number in there unless it's going to get a season two. Or I mean, I mean, I would, I mean, I, that wouldn't be uh, surprising at all if it got a multiple seasons. I mean, Apple Plus just launched and they renewed like all of their shows for a second season before it even aired. So um, I think they can pull it off, and also. They're shorter run episodes, uh, so it feels like a second season will feel more like a full run of episodes uh, for a normal season. Um, this makes me think of uh, what is a multiverse in the MCU. So when they were fracturing all of these different realities, trying to get the Infinity Stones in Endgame, were they making multiverses right there? Is this kind of like a Back to the Future scenario where these realities always existed? Or you know what exactly is going on here? Is this something that Doctor Strange is going to need to fix? Is that what his movie is going to be about? He's going to have to uh, fix the ramifications of what they did in Endgame. Um, I'm really curious. Yeah, I mean, all of them seem to get wrapped up quickly, except for the one with Loki, because uh-huh. he got away with the Tesseract, and he never did before. So um, I definitely i am excited to see kind of where this goes and what that does. So um, just a little little over a year till that one comes around. Uh, I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to go back to my soapbox with these shows connecting or if they do or don't, but I'm just trying to think of the type of person who cares so much about this because I got to imagine there's two types of people that watch the MCU movies. There are people that are all in like us that watch all of them. You know, they try to keep track of the story. They go check them out in the theaters and then you just have the casual people anyway that like skip movies every once in a while they only go to the theater when they hear like you know there's uh, something unique or different in this film so it just seems like if you're that type of person like you weren't going to be watching these streaming shows anyway so i don't know i'm okay i'm crushing the soapbox i'm lighting it on fire and we'll move on (laughs) all right well in that case let me go ahead and say i had someone reach out to me this week who's working on wandavision inside scoop inside exclusive superhero slate scoop Yes, so a lot of shows are in production. Black Widow just finished production. Uh, what do they say? What else would we say? Um, Black Winter Soldiers doing production. What's we'll the other movie that's coming out? Shang Chi, I think, is in production. Eternals. Miss, then, uh, isn't Miss Marvel kicking up production? Like pre-production in, in, at least in April it starts. So mm. probably pre-production. But uh, WandaVision is filming um, somewhere. Um, I'm not going to say where because I don't want to give away where this what this guy does. But um, he's he walked through the sets and said there are multiple sets for different decades being built for this show. Ooh, decades. So yeah. I, it makes me hard. It's hard to imagine that this would be time travel again. I don't think uh, so. So it makes me think that uh, Wanda is going crazy and yeah, or, uh, she's imagining things. Or I wouldn't say imagining. I mean, she has the real, reality-altering abilities. So uh-huh. uh, I definitely think this has something to do with reality-altering Um 
something like that. But I mean, he, I don't know if the actors have been there yet, but the the sets are definitely built or being built <coughs> as we speak. So I thought that was cool uh, for them to reach out to me and be like, uh, they're working on WandaVision, uh, which is, I didn't know they were already working on the show uh, with it being literally after Loki uh, uh-huh. in, in the set. So it makes me think maybe there's a lot of post-production on this one. Yeah, I mean, I, there's well. got to be there got to be a lot of visual effects involved here. Um, I'm curious if Wanda is going to be her own villain in this series. I don't know a, a whole lot about the deep cuts of Scarlet Witch and her character in the comic book, so I don't know if she has like a very um, very well known antagonist. But maybe she's just her own her own bad guy, and it's just going to be her kind of mental breakdown and the possibility of Vision not returning or returning. Well, they they do. I mean, everyone has. I mean, even Feige said with um, Scarlet Witch showing up in Doctor Strange, maybe she creates another dimension on accident, where where her perfect life exists, and that's part of these multiverse kind of things uh-huh. going on later. So I don't know, but I mean, that's great. They're 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 in production. Like that makes them feel more real than just a title card at a at a convention, <laughs> you know. So oh, Chris, I'm so sorry. I burned the soapbox, but I forgot I had another one right oh. behind me. Oh, Let me no. step back up on it. Even if people are complaining about the internet the interconnectivity of these series, like all you have to do is wait for all of these episodes to drop. And then just like when the last episode drops, just buy one month of Disney Plus, which is cheaper than any movie ticket well, in the heartland, idea. and then just watch it. Like it's just it's I I just it just makes me very frustrated. It's just like you're getting premium content and the hours for the cost is actually a better return because if it's like six one hour episodes, that's basically getting like two to three movies for like half the price of a movie ticket. So I just don't I, and then you'll have Disney Plus for a whole month and you can watch all of this other stuff. This is the greatest thing about streaming services. You can dump them and pick them back up whenever you want. Ooh, man. Okay, Chris, what should I do with this soapbox? Should I just, like, throw it into a ravine? Yeah, yeah, get, yeah, just... All right, here uh, we go. Thank you for the... There for we the go. <laughs> uh, well, no, that, well, that that's actually what happened. I'm right in front of a ravine, Chris. Oh, Lord. Anyway, um, just an update. Hawkeye um, was originally going to be a movie before it was rewritten for the online streaming service show. Yeah, which is okay. interesting. I uh, I never would have guessed that. So yeah. it it kind of makes me think that these were going to be maybe the send offs for Scarlet or for Black Widow and Hawkeye. I mean they're they're very much a unit. They're a team. So it seems like the the actors maybe be would be treated as similarly uh, with their contracts. But uh, uh, it makes it makes sense that that both of these uh, stories will might be uh, handing over the mantle to yeah. another character. Right, and um, I mean. Re- do we need a Hawkeye movie? What, what does that look like? I guess uh, lots of quivers. Yeah, lots of arrows. Him just going around picking up arrows after he shot them, like scouring battlefields for arrows one, to put back in. One thing I would really like, actually, like if Hawkeye is going to be training a new person, I would love him to just go through his like stockpile of different arrows. Now, this one's a punching bag. This one's a grappling hook. This wasn't. This one's a taser. Like I would just like sit down for like ten minutes and just watch him just go through different arrows. This one says "bang" when you let go of the rope. It's like it's like, it's like the gun, but it does it with the. the this one is strictly for parties. It, it releases confetti. Do not mistake this for any other arrow, or you will kill somebody. That that arrow. Don't use that arrow. It's the red <laughs> arrow. So yeah. So Hawkeye coming up as a show in Disney Plus uh, later. I don't know how late. The, the, the it's it was the last one announced at San Diego Comic Con, but now they've announced more. Like Moon Knight, which um, got like we said mentioned the top shot, got a head writer is Jeremy Slater, 
who developed and created the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Yeah, he which was a we're both sound, big fans of. Yeah, it sounds like he was the the head writer, which is I believe in this in this situation is distinctly different from the showrunner. So this person was just uh, the the lead of the of the of the writing team. I don't know how big the writers' room was actually. Uh, so this could have been a very intimate situation. So uh, it makes me a little nervous just because we're obviously very excited for season two of Umbrella Academy. But if this news is just dropping now, there's a chance that the writing for season two of Umbrella Academy could already be done. So we could be getting like two shows back to back with this head writer, which we have, uh, which we apparently like because we liked uh, Umbrella Academy. So um, it's, I, I wonder if Netflix is kind of pissed that Disney poached this writer, but it seems like, um, like we said, with all of these shows being relatively short, I would imagine the writing process maybe isn't too intensive compared to maybe a 12 or 13 episode uh, Umbrella Academy series. Um, which was that ten episodes or thirteen? I don't remember. I think it was. I think it was eight, wasn't it? Oh, no, well, eight or ten. Yeah. E- well, either way, I mean, this ten. is just kind of. Th- this might just be the life of a uh, writer in Hollywood now with these shorter series. Is they, they can just kind of bounce around. We don't have to worry about them being locked up for too long with a different property. But yeah, I'm down with this. This is awesome news. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is the history of Jeremy Slater before he actually got to do something good like Umbrella Academy because he wrote the original script for or hired to write the original script for the Fantastic Four film in twenty fifteen for the twenty fifteen movie. Twenty sixteen mm-hmm. movie. But like they didn't do anything at all with it like what he did. Like they the what's his name? Josh Trank rewrote it and came up with that awful <laughs> one. Yeah, I, I can't imagine anything in that Fantastic Four movie came out how it was supposed to. So I would al- I would almost hope the movie was so bad overall in all categories, it's just a wash for everybody. So like if you're like some sort of like sound mixer or sound designer for Fantastic Four and you go to get a new job and they're just like, I won't hold that against you. That whole thing was a shit show. It probably wasn't your fault. Yeah, and then he also um, did the, uh, the, the first draft for the Death Note movie on Netflix. Oh, I never watched that. Yeah, I heard mixed things. But, I mean, you know, you you can't hold everything against him because he did come up with Umbrella Academy, which was good. Now he's going to be doing Moon Knight, which I'm very excited. He seemed very, very excited about that on Twitter. Mm. And then on the, the flip side, that the She-Hulk show uh, hires Jessica Gao as a head writer who is known for um, – Probably for people listening to the show, the Pickle Rick episode of Rick and Morty. Yes. <laughs> and I also saw this other bullet point you added. I didn't know this. But she was also a writer on Silicon Valley. Yes. Yes, very much so. So she, she's got she's got a, a more varied career under her belt. Um, well, I mean, those two things right there are extremely nerdy pedigree, which any uh, comic book uh, fan or fan of She-Hulk would, should be excited to see. Uh, the Pickle Rick episode is uh, hilarious. I mean, if you just wanted like one episode to kind of encapsulate the insanity of Rick and Morty, that would be the Pickle Rick episode from season three, if I remember right. Actually, I think season four is premiering tonight, so um, people can get back into the Rick and Morty mood. I think this is an awesome hire. It's great that it's a a woman who is going to be the the head writer over at She-Hulk. That makes total sense. I don't think we know who the showrunner is yet. So I guess we'll wait to see that to kind of get a more of an idea of maybe what the show is going to end up uh, being. But yeah, this is this is all this is all good news, uh, and uh, seems like a, a Disney Plus is um, a draw for any uh, potential creative out there. It's like, oh, if Disney calls, uh, I'm going to answer because they're going to be pay me well, and I'm going to get to do like an awesome an awesome show. I saw that Jessica Gao on Twitter was saying that she she loves. 
She-Hulk. This isn't just like a one-time thing where she's going to have to read a backlog of comic books. Like apparently she's loved the character for a really long time. So, well, man, this is this is a good, good uh, back-to-back news right here. Well, the other thing she wrote for – well, she thinks She-Hulk's going to be more of a comedy is uh, Gal also wrote for Robot Chicken. Oh, and then cool. that put her into the series that never aired, the Star Wars Detour show. That was like the Seth Green animated goofy thing oh, that they never made. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, and apparently, I, I mean, I, I did some, some research and I had this tab pulled up already. Uh, 39 episodes of that show were produced with 62 Oof. additional scripts done, but they've never released one of them. Holy shit. The, well, just put that on the shelf next to New Mutants, de- dust off some room, because we're probably never going to see that either. Yeah, but I mean, I'd like to see this little weird show, like like oh, a Disney man. Plus thing, they just put it on there and like enjoy. That would be fun. And I, the same thing with like, uh, uh, what is it? Is it New Warriors or Brave Warriors? I always forget New the title Warriors. of it. New Warriors. Man, i just love to see the pilot for that too. Yeah, thing, things we never did anything with. Great. Mm-hmm. I like that's a great category for a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, in that same vein, uh, there's rumors that Ironheart um, is rumored to be looking to be developed for Disney Plus, looking to, to take on the, I guess, the younger um, quote unquote Avengers roles from the comic books, turning them into things. With especially with Miss Marvel um, coming up, and possibly you know uh, Ant Man's daughter. Uh, yeah, Riri, I, Riri, I don't know if you're familiar with Ironheart, but she Riri Williams took over for Tony Stark while he was gone in the comic books. Like was he was he gone or was he like in a coma or something like yeah. that? I feel like I vaguely remember the story. I say gone because I don't remember, but he he was like she had an AI version of Tony Stark that kind of guided her through uh-huh. through this stuff. So yeah, I think we I think we talked about this as like a, a rumor with a heavy uh, rock assault a few weeks ago on the show because there was a lot of other stuff coming out of potentially being a show. Um, uh, and we talked about this feels like it's kind of treading on a similar story that they did in Spider-Man um, uh, Far From Home. So hopefully they could just find a way to switch it up and maybe she could just be distinctly different or at least separated from Tony Stark in some way. Um, one thing that I think would be cool, if you're going to kind of continue on the character of Iron Man in some way, uh, I would love to see the kind of the uh, the abandonment of all the, the the nanoparticles and stuff like that. And I would like to see like actual pieces of armor again. I mean, they could have their own little rockets on them if they if you want to go back to that phase where they can fly on to the person who wants to wear them. But I would like to see it grounded once again in like physical pieces. So if uh, if Ironheart's going to be a, a thing, I hope it's like actual physical armor again and not just like these nebulous nanobots that can kind of just magically do anything because if those are going to exist i can only imagine somebody like tony stark being able to control them because it's just so sophisticated in every sense of their uh conception that i can't imagine like a teenage girl doing it so uh we'll scale it back a little bit kind of the same thing with the spider-man costume uh i'm glad he wasn't the iron spider for the whole uh for the whole movie because he just kind of would have been uh he would have been op would have been overpowered so uh let's uh let's downgrade these teenagers they're getting too big for their britches yeah i mean i think uh, she was just a more of a mechanical one anyway so i i don't know i didn't follow her story but it looks like they might be leading towards the younger version the champions book which is a lot of the uh quote unquote younger people with powers coming together it, it just seems like they are totally laying the groundwork for a young avengers type of situation yeah. they're there we're, we're just seeing hints of it all over the place i mean we're gonna get like a younger hawkeye replacement we're gonna get uh we're gonna get iron heart uh, we're gonna get Miss Marvel. I'm hoping. I'm hoping Spidey's the lead, the leader of them all in some way. Um, yeah, there's yeah. there's there's a lot of opportunity there. But on the flip side, they're also rumored to be developing Thunderbolts, which is the um, 
the earliest incarnation of this team was a villains masquerading as heroes. Uh, but everyone is unsure if this is going to be like a show, Disney Plus show, or like a movie kind of thing, uh, a Phase uh-huh. Five kind of film. So, I, I mean, we've talked about Thunderbolts. We talked about Dark Avengers. This could be the Dark Avengers kind of thing, uh, which was kind of a Thunderbolts a little bit uh, for for a few years in the comic books. I uh, I don't know if we have enough. Do we have enough villains to masquerade as heroes for this? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like this weird. It's like this weird flow chart where people say like, "Oh, the Suicide Squad over at Warner Brothers." Oh, we kind of describe them. It's it's almost kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxy. So it, you know, it makes sense that you would have James Gunn going between those two movies. But then at the same time, if I look at Thunderbolts, the Thunderbolts kind of remind me a little bit of the Suicide Squad. So it's just like with the, by the transverse property, are the Thunderbolts just the Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, what's going on here? And like you, you made a good point. Are there enough villains? I mean, the one. The biggest critique that the MCU has always gotten is they're a little weak on the villains, and the cool ones they have always end up dying. So it's not like you're going to see a, 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 a warmonger uh, coming back at all. Yeah, it's like Killmonger, what? not warmonger. Killmonger. I mean, Ironmonger was the one in Iron Man one. So yeah, you, you were close. You were right in the Mon- middle of all these. The monger squad. Yeah, yeah. Killmonger, Ironmonger, Warmonger. I mean, who else do we have? Loki monger. God monger. Let's, yeah, let's just keep saying monger until it doesn't uh, have meaning anymore. Oh. I have that same I have that same problem with the word anvil. I'll just like sit down and just say anvil over and over and over again. I'm just like, what is this what is this <laughs> word I'm saying? It has no meaning anymore. What a random fucking word. Yeah, I know, man. I know, man. <laughs> uh, anyway. So a fun uh fun story this week I saw pop up. The Eternals actors were evacuated from set after finding a like a bomb from World War Two in the area, <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Eternals actors evacuated from because of bomb." And then you go read about like, "Oh, it was just like a, a bomb that like hadn't been set off since like World War Two era, and they just happened <laughs> uh, upon it." Kind of thing. Apparently, that's like a that's like a real problem like out there in the world. Uh, there's a little YouTube channel that I watch. Um, this guy named Tom Scott. He makes these short little educational videos. He like travels around Europe to kind of these different historical sites. And I believe he went to a town once where there was like a, there was like a off, uh, there was like a no trespassing lake because there was like a mine in there, like that still could be active and could explode. Uh, I don't know, man, just, uh, I guess we don't have to worry about that being Americans. We don't have, there's not too many renegade landmines or world war two bombs just all around. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's not something you would normally think about, you know, in today's world because we're about to hit the twenties again, Mike. You know, and, and realize that. <laughs> we we have to worry about Indian burial grounds because if movies have taught me anything, is you do not want to build anything on top of an Indian burial ground, or you'll be haunted and tortured for the rest of your life by ghosts and ghouls, and that that could possibly be worse than a bomb. So I don't mm-hmm. know what to tell you, Chris. I, I I don't I don't know either, but that was a fun fact. There really was no one was bombing the set of the Eternals. It was just a an oh, old man. bomb. That could have been our clickbait article. (laughs) Bomb on the set of Eternals, question mark, question mark, exclamation mark. You still have time to change the thumbnail image. I will not. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you how to live. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the sequel, was just announced last week. But um, the producers, I think it was was Phil Lord or Chris Williams, who said that the Japanese Spider-Man from the live-action show will be in the upcoming sequel. And if you don't remember him, he pilots a huge mech called Leopardon in the show. Goofy (laughs) as heck. 
Yeah, and I I think the coolest thing about this little uh, announcement was I think it was just like some fan, somebody on Twitter just uh, tweeted out to them that said, oh man, I would love to see the Japanese uh, Spider-Man in the next version of Spider-Verse. And he just uh, retweeted and replied to it. That's just like, yeah, we're looking at putting him into the movie. So I think they said he's already modeled or they're already like sketching him up or something like that. I think that's I think that's awesome and hilarious. Um, if you, if you want to know more about that Spider-Man, they did an honest trailer, uh, over at Screen Junkies for specifically the Japanese Spider-Man TV series. And it's actually really good. It's really funny. And it's like a crash course of catching up with the character. Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about him other than the fact he is like, they just took a lot of liberties was, they just put a a guy in a spot, Power Rangers and Spider-Man outfit instead. Just kind of with it. Go for it, dude. So... Um, yeah, ap- apparently the way it's like written, it's like it's like Spuda Spudaman, soup soup I'll uh, I'll put the I'll put the link in our show notes so you can go check out that trailer, everybody. There you go. Look forward to that and upcoming Spider-Man and Spider-Verse two. Uh, Hellstrom is also one of those remaining shows on Hulu that they have not canceled yet, but they are filming, and yeah. uh, they have added previous Colossus actor from X-Men 1, 2, 3, Daniel Cudmore in a recurring role as some sort of nurse in this film somewhere. Weird. I mean, this is just strange to hear news from the show, Hellstrom, because honestly, I was just expecting all of this to to die off with Kevin Feige at the helm. I wonder if maybe this is a... um, like a contractual type thing of maybe they were just too far into production to shut it down in some way. Um, you know, I could see this honestly just being a one season show that doesn't get promoted at all. And then uh, everybody just moves on to something else after that, because it just seems like where does this fit into the grand scheme that's being built over at Marvel now? Uh, I mean, these are technically X-Men property and X-Men characters, and they are not ready to relaunch X-Men or mutants yet. So not really sure where this show lives. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I think it'll be one of those just, Hey, here's your one season and it's done kind of thing. Like what Swamp Thing had on, on DC universe and Mm -hmm. it'll just live on Hulu and they'll just probably Disney plus and just never reference it. Yeah. Know what what they should do. The the creators of this show should just understand that the position that they're in, they're just stuck between a rock and a hard place between uh, two big media buyouts and they're just kind of screwed now and they just should make the craziest show that can ever be made. You know, they, they, I mean, they got nothing to lose. They should just go all out and just make the weirdest like streaming show that's ever made. And then that's honestly probably their only shot of getting a second season of just making something so irreverent and just weird and out there that people are just going to beg for a second season no matter what. So there, there could be an opportunity in here somewhere. Yeah, but I, don't, I mean, no matter how many people beg, they're if it's like this doesn't fit our, our long-term game plan, they're not going to make a season two. <laughs> Wouldn't it be hilarious if the show was just so good? It like swept the Emmys. It would just be like a weird scenario. It would never happen. Anybody in Vegas would love to take your money on that bet because you would not win. But wouldn't that be hilarious? They won like every Emmy category that year. And then Marvel's just like, you're not getting a second season. It does not fit within our, within our structure of our, of our, our cinematic universe. That'd be so funny. That would I would I would. It's laugh not gonna. So it's hard, not gonna but, happen. But that would be funny. I would laugh so hard. But it could be good. We don't know. They've they've done good things. I mean, Legion came out really really well. Yeah, I mean, Legion was good. So there's that. 
Uh, I found out this weekend that my wife does not know there's a Marvel's Avengers video game coming out. <gasps> How could she not know? I don't think I've shown anybody the footage because I've watched a lot of footage. But apparently, <laughs> this video game will have alternate endings in this in this game based on the choices you make, Ooh. which is interesting. I'm excited to do that. Mm-hmm. And then also um, that the credits will not be the end of the game as in like most single player games. Mm-hmm. There will be more releasing post-launch, like more levels, more characters, more stuff to do. So once you beat the story, you can go back and replay with all your friends. And didn't yeah. they say that... I don't remember their their creed on DLC. There's there's not going to be DLC or no, there is a season pass? Is. I don't remember. No, it, there is... All the levels and characters will be free. It's mm-hmm. the skins that cost the money. Mm, so they're kind of going this uh this hybrid Fortnite approach where you're going to have to buy the game outright, but then we're just going to sneak microtransactions if you want to visually look different. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a sneak. I think it's just one of those things like this doesn't affect your gameplay. If I'm playing it, I don't have to worry about did you buy the new level? Yeah, no, this... This is the this is the way to do it, and this doesn't bother me at all. But apparently, like I'm not a child anymore, and I don't have children. Uh, but I've heard some people out there that their stories of like kids getting bullied that they don't have like cool Fortnite skins that like their friends will like rag on them for like just having like default skins. I I think that's I think that's like sad, but also kind of funny at the same time. Like I can only imagine these teenagers looking back on themselves when they're adults, going like, "Oh my god." I I can't believe that we thought like a digital skin of a character was a big deal, but I mean, kids can be mean and cruel. So raise your children to not make fun of other people for just having free default skins. Does it matter? Isn't the gameplay what matters? How good you are rather than what? Yes, it is. But kids are not rational, Chris. We know that. We know that uh, because we used to be them. We weren't rational when we were teenagers. No, still, still, still questionable at this this rate too. Um, Speaking of video games. Star Wars The Last Jedi comes out on Friday, and I'm very excited to play it. Um, I did find well, out you get it. It's not, if called you, the last, it's not called The Last Jedi. Or not Last it? Jedi, The Final, or Jedi Fallen Order. Sorry, you're right. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was thinking about it, and um, apparently the orange lightsaber blade you get for pre-ordering is only available in a pre-order. It's not a get it before you would find it in the game kind of thing. Weird. You know, I never considered orange as a color for a lightsaber. Is that just because he has he has red hair? He's a red haired character. No, I mean, well, they used um, yellow back for Jedi power battles uh, when I played uh-huh. that game, and then in Knights of the Old Republic, they had a whole spectrum of blade colors. <laughs> I'm just imagining a bunch of younglings uh, just making fun of a youngling that doesn't have a colored lightsaber. You know, it's just it's like just light. It's not colored in any way. It's just like it's just a white light. It's just like. Look at this! Look at this loser over here. I got a purple lightsaber. You got a yellow one. This dude over here has got orange, and you don't even have a color. We're gonna make fun of you and bully you. Well, he'll just go buy the the DLC for his lightsaber then. Chris, in. wrong. It was a trick. It was a trick story. Is a trick question. It doesn't matter. Damn they it. all get slaughtered by Anakin. <laughs> That's true. Even the younglings. So that comes out Friday. If anyone didn't pre-order that and you want to get that orange blade, uh, now's your last week to do it. That also comes out the same day as the new Pokemon game. I'm, I'm, I'm actually off work Friday. I'm going to play a lot of video game. There you go. Uh, but speaking of Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the animated show, I, we may have talked about this before. I don't know how old this article was, but I didn't couldn't remember. But the Star Wars animated show will debut Season 7 in February on Disney+. Plus. Okay. So you have uh, some time to catch up on that if you want to, Mike, with your new streaming service starting Tuesday. Oh. And uh, this last, ep- last season will have 12 episodes, and it's probably, I think they said, the final season for this show. 
Oh, which is fine. That's it's it's seven seasons for an animated show that gets really, really, really dark and heavy over time. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good run. So, I'd, I'll take that. I also saw uh, some studies some people were doing this week. Um, some some companies about media consumption that uh, Marvel and Star Wars movies have uh, 66% of the people who've watched them go to the theater to watch Marvel and Star Wars movies. Okay. And then of the people who watch DC movies, 73% wait and watch them on a streaming service instead of going to the theaters for DC movies. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Box office numbers lately say otherwise uh, for, for DC, but they did say... Of the people who watched the latest Fantastic Beast movies, which was a Warner Brothers property, seventy five percent of those will not go to the theater for the third one. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a uh, it's a lot like um, the VHS recommendation back in the day of like, oh, should I wait for this to come out as a rental or should I go see it in theater? Uh, DC just uh, by definition seems like the type of movies that you wait until they come out and you can rent them. You don't have to invest a lot of money. Things have been changing recently, which is uh, good for them. But man, Fantastic Beasts is just like a like a whole other thing. I saw uh, there was they were in the news recently this week. I don't remember what it was, but we don't we're, we're not on the Fantastic Beast beat news beat, if you will. But man, I was just like thinking I'm not really looking forward to that next Fantastic Beast movie. Well, so I'm definitely in that seventy five percent. It was the um the, the they hired a, a Harry Potter writer one of the movies yeah, to come back that, for the new one because they lost so many people. Yeah, so it's not just going to be strictly J.K. Rowling penning the script. She's going to basically be getting like a writing partner, if you will. So uh, maybe she's uh, she probably still has final say on the script, possibly. But it seems like maybe they're going to bring somebody else in and be like, maybe we should do this instead of instead of yeah. uh, your crazy idea, J.K. Well, and also they did say they were doubling down on their five um, five more movies thing. So maybe she's doing the overall points and he's writing the finer scripts in between all the points. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I think she's a she's a good uh, I mean, kind of from a George Lucas point of view, she's got a good vision, but, you know, let somebody else execute it. I mean, I I think I've said this before on the show, but I think the whole structure of Fantastic Beasts is just flawed from its very core. The more and more you dig into the lore of the Wizarding World, the more it just does just doesn't make sense like why these wizards would hide in a different world what's going on with these world wars why don't humans know where they're living what's going on here it seems like this should be more locked down like a men in black situation you know they should be wiping their memory every time something happens and they kind of did that with the rain in the first movie Mm -hmm. but it doesn't seem to be very important like it was in men in black where like we can't let this secret out that was almost like the uh the underlying story through all those movies so i just think it's it's structurally flawed, so for me, I don't think it can be 100% safe, but I, I'm going to be going to these movies no matter what because our wives are huge fans, so uh, I just hope they can find a way to make it a little bit more entertaining for me. I enjoyed the last one, but it's probably because I don't care enough about anything in, the, in these movies for me to be like, oh my gosh, they totally changed the world and the, the lore and all this stuff. I'm like, that was actually pretty entertaining because they actually did something, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, like you know, you bring up a good point. They they always go so big. Like, how do you hide this from the world whenever like no one knows about 
you know, magic users. So like yeah. they should stay it, small and then go big in the last one. Yeah. It worked out extremely well in Harry Potter. Cause it was just isolated to one school and school children and you, and everything was through their filter and their prism. So it just worked out really, really well. And we've actually been rewatching the Harry Potter movies because, uh, they're, they're still good. Uh, even, even the first two, which get ragged on a lot are still kind of fun to revisit. So yeah, I won't, uh, I won't punch down on those original Harry Potter movies. And we're actually checking out the, uh, cursed child up in San Francisco in January. Uh, my wife got tickets for that. So I believe they're turning that into a movie too, eventually. Well, they should just get it over with. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, more people want to see Marvel and Star Wars in theaters than they do DC. At least when they ran the study. So shocked. Insert shocked Pikachu face yeah. here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, lastly, the Batman. Well, not lastly. Next to lastly, the Batman casting news blowing my mind here, Mike. I don't know what to make of this. I gotta. I gotta get your thoughts on this. Uh-huh. Andy Serkis of um, Age of Ultron, Black Panther, now Venom Two fame, has been cast as Alfred Pennyworth. What? <laughs> this is a Pennyworth show I'd watch. I would watch yeah. this one. But, I mean, uh, the, the I mean, the first thing I do is I just I I know what Andy Serkis looks like, but it helps to go to Google Images and just get another look. I mean, he looks like he's of a certain age where he could be a slightly younger Alfred. I mean, this isn't like a Pennyworth epic series, Alfred, because if we're assuming that this is kind of a younger kind of year one Batman, Alfred wouldn't be totally totally elderly, but he would be as they say, a man of a certain age. So visually I could see it. And we're uh-huh. big, we're big fans of circus over here at, uh, at superhero Maybe he's motion capturing an <laughs> older person. That would be hilarious. Or what if they just like in his contract, he's just like, no, I can never appear on screen. And all of the, all of the Ulysses claw that we saw in the Marvel movies were all just really good renderings of him. Yeah. Um, did you know, I didn't even realize this. Um, the Mysterio, uh, scenes in Spider-Man Far From Home where he was going through that, you know, snow globe and uh, skeleton uh, Iron Man scene. I don't really know what to call that. That dream sequence, I guess, if you will, yeah. or the... Uh, that was from head to toe, all CGI. Like, I was expecting at the very least that somebody would have been in a totally green screen room for, like, reference or something like that. No, from head to toe, it was generated um, uh, with uh, with computers, so... I think it, that only works really because you have Spider-Man who's in a costume who's always CG to begin with, so it makes sense to be CG from uh, head to toe. Well, but I guess we're trippy. reaching. It was very. Yeah, trippy. I guess we're. I guess we're reaching Andy Serkis uh, fictional. I mean, they're what they're bringing back James Dean, right? I mean, I guess Serkis seems like the type of guy that would stipulate in his contract and send out one final tweet before he dies on his deathbed that says, "Please put me in every movie you can. I don't care what it is. I think it would just be hilarious." Well, um, recently the movie we didn't watch, Gemini Man. Will Smith is entirely CGI in that that uh, in his younger self. Like, I don't even think it's like not a like I don't think he acted. Like the mirror thing, and they skinned him down. I think it's all CG for that secondary person. So, hmm. um, yeah. Anyway, Colin Farrell is in talks to play the penguin. Colin Farrell as the penguin. Uh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's a totally different casting than everybody else thought. Everybody was expecting a fat guy. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they're taking the um, Gotham approach. 
Because he kind of looks like the guy who played Penguin in Gotham. Yeah, I guess I guess they could. I mean, the Penguin, his character doesn't necessarily have to be fat. You know, <laughs> you just you just got to put him in a Victorian uh, trench coat. Yeah, he has to be wearing a penguin suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lastly, the biggest rumor I saw. I haven't seen much else on this. I saw in several things, but like Matthew McConaughey is in talks to play Two Face in this movie as well. <laughs> This is it is a strange juxtaposition because we're coloring this movie as an early on Batman, right? Uh, you know, yeah. but uh, an early on Batman is going to have all of these established villains already out there, I suppose. So maybe uh maybe they'll maybe they can take a slightly different story approach to where these villains have always kind of existed or they're starting to become on the rise and then that's when Bruce Wayne's just like I got to become Batman. There's a dude out there with two faces. Causing, uh, causing havoc. We got a dude in a Victorian trench coat that's like throwing penguin bombs at people. I got to become the Batman. So maybe yeah. it's like uh, it's the uh, it's the tail that's well, wagging the dog kind well, of situation. Well, I can see more. Like, you you mentioned year one. I don't think it's year one. I think this is year five. Uh-huh. Of Batman. He spent five years. These people have popped up over the past five years. And if it's based on the long Halloween, then yeah, like you know they they've all finally teamed. This is his Sinister Six. They've all teamed together to to mess uh-huh. with him at once. So. Um, I think I think these are not bad castings. At the end of the day, I think they're interesting. You know, conversational worth. At the end of the day, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to Batman becoming a thing again because with Christopher Nolan, I love those first two films, and I really did not like the was it the Dark Knight Rises? Was that the last one? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the way that trilogy ended. Um, and then we got uh, we got uh, Batfleck, which didn't pan out. So you know, I, I just hope this goes well. Just give me like three solid Batman movies, like complete a trilogy that actually holds up to the idea of a trilogy. Yeah, I mean, it's got. Well, I mean, I just make it standalone and make it good the first time. You know, mm-hmm. um, the Batfleck thing kind of was like, hey, let's put him in this movie where he's secondary to everybody else all the way around. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's see what they can do do with him. I'm I'm okay with that. So I'll. We'll see where that goes. And lastly, this is the last bit. The Boys on Amazon. Season 2 was, uh, they apparently just wrapped filming and will be airing Season 2 mid-2020 on Amazon. Hey, so that is a a quicker turnaround because what we got the boys in the uh, the end of July, I think. It was after Comic-Con, so end of July, 1st of August. Yeah, it would have been the end of July. So if we're thinking mid-2020, maybe june or something like that so this could be kind of like a 10 10 month turnaround that that's pretty cool uh usually it's the other way around we have to wait like w- at least a year to get more yeah and they they seem to be uh you know green lighting that pretty quick because i i mean i hate the yearly wait you know this you, mm-hmm. you probably agree why would we wait a year for something so good so um yeah there's that was we talked about umbrella academy earlier i'm like when's that coming out i want to watch the season two of that so uh, all these great shows coming back again. All this anticipation. I, f- I feel like the next season of Umbrella Academy, if they're on a yearly schedule, should be soon. Wasn't Umbrella Academy like in like quarter one I of say this year? It was March. I think it was March or April around my birthday. Okay, yeah. So hopefully we don't have to wait too much longer for more Umbrella Academy. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're filming or done filming one of the two. So mm-hmm. um, very very excited for that. Great shows. Great shows coming up next year. Yeah. Um, speaking of great shows, we've wrapped up this great show, Mike, this great episode. And if people want to know what you're up to, where can they find you at? 
Well, they can find me on my soapbox over at oh, Mike Royer he's Design. Got he's got more. Don't, don't tempt him. <laughs> at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what home improvement you're doing over there with your pops, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Check out that time lapse. It's pretty cool. I, that's uh-huh. not even like, – everyone's like, oh, my gosh, that's a lot of pops. So I'm like, that's – maybe a quarter of what's on the wall behind me where the camera was. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe I'll put up some some photos of those on there. And then uh, now these are up, I can start doing my photography with them again. I'm very excited. I can also head over to Comic UI. And then also I will be at Galaxy Con in Louisville coming up at the end of November, Mike. So if anyone else will be at Galaxy Con and wants to hang out, wants to see me, let me know. We'll be, hey. I, will, I will be there. Mike will not um, because he's a sucker. Uh <laughs> Yep. So if people want to know what we're doing, what what else we got going on, I think we did. We talked last week. Our next review is actually Star Wars, so we have a little bit. But if they want to mm-hmm. see the old ones, old episodes, where can they find that at? Well, also you got to stay tuned because we will be talking about Episode One and Two of The Mandalorian next week yes. for sure. So you're going to want to tune in for that. But the best thing to do is visit superheroslate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So I mentioned that uh, Japanese Spider-Man Honest trailer. You can get that link in our show notes and catch right up on that character and just read all the stuff that we talked about. If uh, if you got if you got lost anywhere along the way when I was throwing uh, soap boxes all around in uh, in uh, maternity wards. Uh, injuring babies with my soapbox i'm sorry about that mothers uh but you can find us on apple Podcasts, youtube spotify and anywhere else you like to listen to us um like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram and we got merch over at superheroslate.com slash store we love hearing from you guys out there whatever you got to say we want to we want to hear it um let us know if you come across any cool new exclusive snacks usually i feel like we're pretty on top of the snack beat but if you see any sort of weird stuff out there that's like limited edition or like teaming up with some sort of brand and you're getting like a new exclusive flavor we love that type of the stuff frozen so. two cereal oh my gosh no <laughs> <laughs> but i'm 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 not saying i don't like frozen i'm going to be watching frozen two for sure um but uh, we love hearing from you and we love our super fans so if you want to be a super fan of the show all you gotta do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here again next week folks all right we'll see you then all right bye Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. It was this or egg sandwich. <laughs> I and feel I like was like I don't want to not enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs>